Welcome to the Nimrod Outdoors podcast, where we challenge and equip men, husbands, and fathers to become the spiritual leaders of the home. Let's dive right in. What's going on, folks? This is M.A. Dozer with another Nimrod Outdoors podcast. We are glad that you're with us today. Uh, Chelsea, say hello. Hello. Oh, very succinct. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Okay. We are currently residing in the uh, the quarantine room. The quarantine room. Which is the reason why we uh, are two weeks late on our, ne- our, our next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are two weeks late, and uh, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, the Dozers had, um, it literally, I guess it was about a week and a half, but encapsulated two weeks of sickness that ran through our house uh so fun right there after easter and, and before le- easter before easter it we hugged had a, easter we easter had a, we were fine though <laughs> we had a phenomenal easter as a family <laughs> and then the day after easter the sickness yeah. resumed it, it returned yeah so with uh, vengeance so but we're all good now we're, we're all, right we're all healthy yep and we're we're looking forward to moving forward yes yes and hopefully that stuff has been exiled and will stay away from us for a long time. So you're you're ready to quit talking about it, don't you? Uh-huh. I can see it on your face. <laughs> well, you're making me relive the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we are back, and hopefully we will be back on another uh, biweekly schedule, um, yeah. barring anything else happening. But uh, yep, yep. we're going to move forward. So, um, Chelsea, talk to us about. Uh, well, is there anything to update on what we've been doing? Oh, uh, goodness. I mean, we haven't updated in a, a month. So, sure. Um, well, let's see. We had a men's event this past month. Yeah. Another one of those. And uh, with Hendersonville Church, we love doing those. And then Ridgely and I officially published our book. Which yes, you did. I don't think, I think we talked about, I think our last pub podcast we talked about we were about to publish our book Mm -hmm. so it's officially published um it's called uh, how i became a superhero and it's basically ridgely's story our seven-year-old daughter on how uh, she came to know christ but but it's in a really fun way it's not like boring like it's kind of through the eyes of this little girl and uh, she sees your um the, the qualities that the holy spirit gives you as like superhero qualities and so um, she just dreams of being a superhero like her daddy, and one day you introduce her to Jesus, and so she becomes a superhero through the um, the Holy Spirit that she gains. So that, that's awesome. It's a uh, fun book. So you can, uh, if you're listening to this, you can get it on NimrodOutdoors.com or go on Amazon and order it there. Uh, but I want to brag for a minute because uh, oh I'm. I'm a I'm a grown man. Yeah, you are. And uh, <laughs> and uh, this week, uh, I actually broke down in tears because of a Facebook post. Um, it's just the power of social media and the power of how far things can go. And we never dreamed any of anything like this. We were just yeah. trying to be faithful and obedient. Sure. Um, but uh, through your book, uh, somehow, a lady in Mississippi mm-hmm. got a hold of it um, mm-hmm. and loved it. And she is apparently in charge of the children's department at her church. Some, something like and, that. And uh, on a Wednesday night, they had a superhero night. Yes. And all the kids made superhero masks. Um, and they read Euron Ridgely's book. They did. Um, and, uh, 
And what's even more awesome is uh, you reached out to her with extreme gratitude and was like, thank you so much. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And she proceeded to tell you that as they read the book and they got to the back of Ridgely's actual story and introducing herself. Yeah, there's uh, like a meet the author page at the very end and it's her actual testimony. Yeah, um, a girl at that that children's uh, group raised her hand and said, Hey, she's the same age as I am. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to get teary eyed saying this. Um, but that, that lady, that teacher got to tell that seven year old girl that God could use her in a mighty way. Um, it doesn't matter age, uh, and, uh, how amazing that is, um, that the story of a seven year old girl and a testimony of what Jesus has done in her life can enable others of her own age yes, to go make a difference. And I think that's through, through that whole thing. I think what struck me is like, you know, granted Ridgely didn't go through the whole book publishing process. She would not be capable of that. Um, and she had guidance through that, but like she's been so excited every step of the way to share her story. And how neat is it that we are walking hand in hand with our seven year old daughter and she is out sharing her story yeah. like and she's excited about it and I just think that's really cool because how often are we allowing our young children to share their testimony sure I mean we, it's just really easy to be like oh yeah my daughter saved and you move on but like we're we're allowing her to help grow the kingdom as a seven-year-old yeah. like how cool well and, and scripture is clear like if she is a part of the family of Christ she is the church and she has just as much impact and availability of influence as any of us. Right. Um, and I think in our society today, we miss that tremendously. Yeah. I feel like we, we put them in a box until they're 18 and they're like, Oh yeah, go out into the world now. And man, we're, we're just, we're missing it. Like she's just as much a part of the church. Like you said that we are. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super proud of you guys. Um, I'm wiping the (laughs) the tears away right now. Uh, But, uh, all right. Didn't know we were going to go there, but we did. uh, Well, talking about a book, um, that we, we now have 30 podcasts basically in the docket. Yeah. Well, not in the docket, but you know, ready to be recorded. Yeah. (laughs) On the on deck circle. Yeah. 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 Um, so we are going to walk through your book. We're going to do each chapter. Each podcast will be another chapter. Um, and so your book, you, uh, I guess it's almost been a year now that it was published last almost, yeah. June, I believe. Mm-hmm. End um, of June last year. Yeah. So the hands of a warrior, it's a 30 day devotional. And we were just talking about this, but we we're like, you know, we probably shouldn't have even made it a, a daily devotional. Like it's more written like a book, mm-hmm. but what's, what's great about it being a daily devotional is because it does feed you in little bits because yep. it, it's, I mean, you aren't afraid to step on some toes like the book is awesome well Um, thank you so much well we've had testimony after testimony of how this book has uh, changed people and and helped people and um, well and and it it changed me it Um, changed you right you know i think that's a part of why i wrote it um i didn't wrote it i didn't wrote it i didn't write it to get (laughs) famous or to make money or anything like that i I genuinely felt like the lord laid this on my heart i mean five years ago and we'll get into that in a minute Um, but I wrote it because as a man, husband and father myself, 
Um, I grew up with a phenomenal spiritual dad in my life that really took hold of the truth of the gospel and, and what scripture was saying that he was the spiritual leader of the home. Um, and that's awesome. I, I got to grow up underneath that. Uh, but then when I became a dad, you know, I was like, man, like now that responsibility is mine. And I, I had a leg up because of a dad that took the time to pour into me spiritually in my life. Um, but I wrote this because, you know, I, we're not perfect. None of us are. We're, we're spiritually lacking. So I knew for me, I needed to dive into God's word and figure out even more so what, what he had for me as a father and husband. Um, and so part of that process is what brought forth this book. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't just write it for everybody else. I I wrote it for myself as well. Um, and you know, you laugh at me because you'll see me reading through the book occasionally here or there. And you're like, are you reading your own book? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I got to read what I wrote. I can't, you know what I mean? Cause (laughs) well, I'm always interested too, cause they're, especially right after you had sent it, you know, we'd send it to quite a few people and, and then people started purchasing it. So I was constantly mailing them and I was always like intrigued with what people had to say and yeah. so you would get a text message that would be like someone sharing a part of your book and so you'd be going back and flipping through it so yeah. i'm always like oh, oh like what <laughs> what are you, are you reading your book or you know <laughs> someone say something like what <laughs> well and i think the thing too is is like the holy spirit truly wrote this book um 100 he, he worked through me to write this book yeah. um you know there's nothing in here that is original to M.A. Dozier. Um, sure. it, it comes directly from Scripture and directly from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we, um, we had even debated, like, when we sent in for copyright, like, who do we put us all through here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would yeah. they be okay with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, going back, I mean, I even as a man, husband, and father now, a year later, I could go back and read a chapter, and, and it, it, it impacts me. Um, and... Uh, you know, again, that has nothing to do with me. Um, you know, I was just obedient and a calling of the Lord. It took me five years to be obedient in that. And, you know, that again is, is part of the story of, um, you know, we moved down here, uh, and COVID hit and we were like, what in the world? Um, you had a part-time job that, uh, just vaporized when COVID hit. And so we had to figure out how to make, make ends meet. So I ended up taking a job, a full-time job, at the road department here in this county we're in and uh after two weeks i remember i came home and i'm like i'm done like i can't do this anymore because low low man on the totem pole in the road department you basically sit in a truck for 10 hours a day with the hazard lights going so all you hear is (laughs) and uh you know you're basically blocking roads off for workers to do work or uh in this case i was the county we're in has i think 700 miles of uh, dirt roads. Yeah. So I was following a motor grader operator and he'd go from dirt road to dirt road and, you know, plow up the dirt roads and smooth them back out. And, you know, he'd be going back and forth all day on this one road. So I would just sit catty cornered at the beginning of the road. So if anybody wanted to come down the road, they just knew, Oh, there's a road department hazard lights. Something's going on down there. Be careful. Yeah. But I sat in the truck for 10 hours a day yeah. and that's not me. I'm, I am you're a worker. I'm a, and I'm a hyperactive squirrel that does not sit well. And so I remember after two weeks I came home and I told her, I was like, I'm done. And you're like, well, you can't be, um, <laughs> we got to feed our family. Um, and I remember you challenged me. You're like, Hey, you know, you told me God told you to write this book. Um, you had started when we were in North Carolina. Yeah. Like I remember you actually had a few pages written and mm-hmm. we were kind of going through and figuring out how to do chapters and planning it out. And then 
that was the end of that. And it was like a few years later. And then oh. you kind of had a whole new vision. Sure. It was the same idea, but a whole new vision. And I was like, well, this is your chance. Like, yeah, now's your chance to write it. Cause you'd come home and you were tired from sitting around for 10 hours. You didn't want to spend your weekends writing. And so, you know, you started actually, you would be typing on your phone, like yeah. parts of it on your phone and you'd send it to me and then I'd type it up on the computer and, or you just kind of had some paper that you would start scribbling stuff and you'd have to like <laughs> make all these additional notes. So I knew how to follow it because it would be like pieces here and there and there and here. And <laughs> it was written in the margins and everything. Yeah. It, um, but honestly, uh, I can look back now, um, of my time at the road department and realize that there was purpose. There was purpose. Um, I hated every, like I, it was not work. I enjoyed it all, sure. um, you know, and, and, but God had purpose in it and without COVID, I wouldn't have sought out a job like that. And my sure. excuse for not writing this thing the whole time was, well, I don't have time. I'm busy. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Um, I'm, I'm sure that the road department would appreciate what they <laughs> paid you for. I, they got exactly what they paid for. <laughs> I blocked that road with all intensity. <laughs> but, you know, for 10 hours a day sitting in a car, like, you challenged me. Like, here's your opportunity. God has given you an opportunity to provide for the family financially mm-hmm. and, but also have the availability to put some thoughts on paper. And, sure. um, it took, it took right at about a year to get it all written and organized and edited mm-hmm. and formatted. Um, and then we sent it off to get it professionally edited, yeah. uh, and formatted. Which we weren't going to do because right. that's a, a good chunk of money there. <clears throat> sure. But, uh, we had some wisdom from some friends of ours that have published books and, uh, she highly recommended it, and I'm yeah. so glad we did. It oh, was absolutely, worth it. yeah. And so this whole book came from a, a season of life that I was not into at all. Sure. Um, but God put us in that season of life, I believe, for a purpose, and that purpose was to produce this book. Um, and I have that perspective now. In the middle of it, I didn't have that perspective. <laughs> I, you know, and so now that's a lesson to be learned. Like, all right, Lord, you have me here for a reason. What is that purpose? And I'm going to yeah. try to walk in that purpose. Um, so it was yeah. good. But the the other reason we wrote, instead of writing it in chapters, we wrote it in a daily devotional is because, again, I'm a hyperactive squirrel. Um, I, I was an English major in school, but I hate reading with a you're, passion. You're a part English major. Part major. You're okay. <laughs> Willie. <laughs> People are they're like, what? No, what it's, is a it's Willie? Okay. Quit talking. I have a English degree, okay? The half. Okay. You are you're an inbred <laughs> willy willy English. Willy is wilderness leadership. Yes. Okay. So Which is perfect for what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I God had a plan from the get go. I know that. I didn't want to write something that was long and drawn out that fueled my ego of look how big of a book I wrote. Mm-hmm. I wanted something that was practical that a dude could pick up early in the morning or late at night before he went to bed, it'd be a five to seven minute read and it, but it'd be deep and it'd be, you know, impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I wrote this. I mean, you could read every one of these, uh, days in five to seven minutes. Um, and on the backside, uh, instead of us writing out all the scriptures that we were trying to point you to, we just listed them in something called the armory. Um, and that was intentional in and of itself is because we have a lack, uh, a lack of people getting into the word for themselves. Um, we have a society that is scripturally malnutritioned, 
And so I wanted to challenge these men. I didn't want to just give it to them on a silver platter. I wanted to give them information. I wanted to give them challenge um, and have them look inside themselves. But I wanted them to dive into God's word for themselves. And yeah, so I gave them because references. Because that, that is the purpose. Like mm-hmm. the purpose is, you know, you're, th- this is like the hands of a warrior <clears throat> is like a helpmate. Yeah. to the Bible. Sure. It, it is about the Bible, though. It is all about the Bible. And yeah, so this, this every chance is... you have, like you are redirecting these men back to the Bible. Correct. But I didn't want to just give it to them. I wanted them to have some skin in the game. I wanted yeah. them to be, uh, you know, involved in this process of what it looks like to be a spiritual leader. Um, and you can't be a spiritual leader. Like uh, I, I say that I've said this before. Um, you could put a kid in a classroom for uh, three weeks and teach them how to swim, give them the head knowledge of how to swim. Uh, but unless they get in the pool themselves, they're never going to learn how to swim. You know, they may say, sure. oh, oh, I know how to swim. But the minute you throw them in the pool, they're just going to flounder because maybe on theory of looking at a whiteboard and hearing how to do it in their mind, they know how to do it, but their body doesn't know how to actually function in water. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing with us in, in the word of God. Like I can give you the scriptures, um, write them out for you. But unless you know how to get into the Word of God yourself, navigate it, and, and extrapolate what is in Scripture for us as men, husbands, and fathers, it's useless. Sure. Um, and so that there was purpose in that as well. Um, so that's why we did a 30-day devotional instead of a, a chapter book. Um, yeah. But it reads kind of like a chapter book. Um, well, how about we, uh, let's dive into the first chapter. Okay. So the first chapter is, well, obviously the whole theme of the book is about warriors mm-hmm. um and the title of the book is the hands of a warrior do you want to quickly talk about that sure um yeah it, it just you know one a verse for me as a spiritual leader that just uh resonates to me is psalms 127 3 through 5 and it says like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth um and so a lot of people when they read that verse they're like oh our, our kids are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Um, and the focus a lot of times is just on the children, the arrows, like there are arrows, there, are arrows. We're supposed to push them out. And that is all true. But what we forget is the backside of that. Like we as fathers and as spiritual leaders are called warriors and those arrows are in our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, we are to make sure that they are straight and that they fly straight and that they are also led by the razor shop sharp truth of God's word. They are our responsibility. And so, yes, that verse does point to our children as being arrows, but more importantly, I think it points to us as men of being warriors and that those arrows are in our hands and how we handle them and how we uh, release them into this world drastically matters. Um, And so that's where I got the title from. Nice. Yeah. So, so chapter one is welcome to war. Mm -hmm. Um, so dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So in our, again, in our society today, especially in the Western mindset of Christianity, uh, we've become passive and apathetic um, in our responsibilities uh, to go make disciples. Um, and so, you know, I say welcome to war. And I think a lot of people are like, war? But that's truly what we're in. We're in a spiritual war. Yeah. I mean, Scripture even says... Um, and in Ephesians six twelve, it says, "For do, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places." 
And so we don't fight against flesh and blood. Like this is a spiritual war. Um, and, and we, we are in war. I mean, scripture even says in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So, you know, Christ came so that we have life to the full, but the thief, Satan, who we are against, who we're wrestling against is coming to steal, kill and destroy. And so I put it this way to men, husbands, and fathers all the time. I'm like in the physical realms, if somebody was breaking down your door to come after your family, you're going to do everything you can to protect them. Sure. You're going to go to war on behalf of them. Um, are we doing that in the spiritual realms? And the answer to that's no. Um, the church in America is seeing the largest exodus it's ever seen because we've become complacent. We are trying to protect our children immensely in the physical world, right. but we are allowing Satan and, and the devil to infiltrate their souls. And we're not doing anything about it. We're saying, oh, we go to church. Oh, we love Jesus. But we are not building up warriors. We're not building up arrows that will fly straight and are led by God's sharp word mm -hmm. to go out and make a greatest impact we can. And so allowing people to understand that this is a war. It is a spiritual war. Um, and when you talk to any man, they're, they're going to say, man, I'm going to, you know, you come into my house, I'm going to defend what's mine. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Are you doing that in the spiritual realms? Yeah, um, I'll never forget um, back when we helped with youth in North Carolina. And I think maybe at this time you were pastoring at that church. I don't remember, but um, I don't think you were actually. I think this was prior to that. But we, we were helping with the youth, and one of the parents had a meeting with the youth pastor. And was like, we're, we're leaving the church. And they had been there for a few years. And the youth pastor was like, well okay, you know, why, why are you leaving the church? And they're like, well, my kid has been here for two years now or, you know, X amount of time and they're still not saved. And he was to, in that moment, he was putting all of that on the youth pastor sure. who spends a portion of one morning and one evening with their kid. Like what? And yeah. I, I feel like that's the mindset of a lot of people is, you know, the church is supposed to save my kid. Well, okay, now, first of all, Jesus saves kids. We have no play in that. Like, we, we can't save people. We can present the gospel. Sure. We can pray. Um, that, that's what we do. But the more that we, as parents, can present the gospel and, and walk that life alongside them, the more they are learning the skills and learning who Jesus is. And, and hopefully eventually like Jesus will save them. Sure. Um, but I just, I still like my heart flips, my stomach hurts. Like anytime I think about that conversation and how many people out there are just like, well, that's why we go to church. I, I want my kids to be saved. Like, you know, it's not, it's not the church's job to no. save your kid. The church is a community. Yeah, and I think you know Deuteronomy chapter six is very clear. Um, we, as men, husbands, and fathers, are given the responsibility of raising up our children, uh, physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. um, and Deuteronomy chapter six, you know, basically says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind." That is a command to us as fathers. Like we must love the Lord our God first. Yeah. And then it says, "And teach, and then teach your children diligently." the commands that I've given you. Um, and so 
not only is it my job as the spiritual leader to love the Lord my God, mm-hmm. it is also my job to teach diligently my children the commands that he's given me. And so you sit there and you're like, okay, great. Well, you know, I go to church on Sundays. They hear the commands on Sundays. They, you know, hear the commands Wednesday nights or whatever your church model is. Right. Um, And so they're they're hearing the commands. But, man, Scripture takes it even further. And it says, teach them when you walk and when you lie down and when you rise up. When you go by the way, uh, it says, bind them as frontlets between your eyes. Write them on the doorposts of your house. Like, it is not a, hey, let me go to church for a couple hours on Sunday and or Wednesday. It is a all-encompassing every moment of your waking life sure. time. It, well, is, it is living it out visibly to your children and, and, and teaching them in that every moment opportunity to say, this is who God is. This is who he created us to do. And this is what he sent Jesus for. And this is why we need Jesus. Yeah. Well, and if you look at, like, goodness, like, I, I'm statistically minded. I'm a you know, science background, science major. And so I look at statistics or I look at percentages and, okay, so they get how many hours a week in the church? If they are not getting that at home and then you compare it, how many hours they spend in the world, mm-hmm. like they are getting flooded out by the world. If they're in public school, like who knows what they're hearing and the conversations taking place in public school. I mean, even sitting in their classroom by the teacher that you want to trust. When I taught in North Carolina, we had five science teachers, and I was me and maybe one other one. I think the other one claimed to be a Christian. But almost all the other science teachers were atheists, and they, they taught that way. Mm-hmm. They taught from that mindset. And, and so now you have, like, these kids who are in the world, and they are surrounded by social media and the media and school and people and, like, who are pouring who knows what into their little minds. And... Even their teachers, like, um, I just another side note, like, um, I remember going to your back when I was teaching, going to your parents' church. And at that time, they had a pastor who would constantly preach about evolution and how he was like anti evolution. And it used to frustrate the tar out of me. Um, and it seemed like almost every time we were at the church, he would preach on that. And I was like, I feel like he knows I'm coming and he's, <laughs> he's trying to tell me something. <laughs> um, but it used to drive me nuts. And although, yeah, like, we don't come from monkeys and there are people out there who believe that I understand. Um, but evolution is real. And we see that through <clears throat> microevolution and how like bacteria becomes resistance to certain cleaners or medications or antibiotics. And the reason it's becoming resistant is because of evolution. It is changing. So evolution is real. And so what's happening is our kids are being taught, Oh, evolution is, is not real in the church. But then they go to school and they're being taught evolution is real. And that's contradicting. And so at that point, the kids don't feel like they could go together. So they're choosing. Okay, do I choose science or do I choose faith? Well, if they're spending more time in the world, they're going to choose science. Unfortunately, there, there shouldn't have to be a choice. They sure. coincide. God is the ultimate scientist. He created microevolution, everything. He, he's the creator. Um, and so my point is basically with all that, like we are, we are creating this society where they have to pick one or the other. And why are they all fleeing? Well, because they are experiencing more of the world than they are of the church because they're only getting for those who are even in the church are getting itty bitty 
pieces of church because they're lacking it at home. Yeah. Well, I think uh, there's a t- statistic out there that says only 13% of the millennial generation are actively in a church mm-hmm. right now, um, which that's our generation. We're in yeah. our mid-30s, um, and we have kids now. Yeah. And so I think about that for a minute. Like only 13% of our generation are active in a church. Sure. And we're at the childbearing age where we have a seven-year-old daughter, a five-year-old son, and a year-and-a-half-year-old mm-hmm. daughter. And like, we have friends that have kids that are quite a bit older. Yeah, like, and so there, there's a there's a push here of, like, what is that percentage going to be for their generation? Yeah. Um, and the reason is, I'm, I'm adamant on this, the reason is is because for the longest time, for decades, we put on a badge of Christianity of, hey, this is who I am, but we didn't live it out in our life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We just... We wanted people to know we were a Christian, but we didn't live it out. We didn't show anybody. We didn't show our kids what it truly meant to follow Jesus. So our generation, the millennial generation, grew up in a church of like, this is just what we do rather than this is who we are. And so when we got to the age where we were adults, we were like, and I'm a good moral person and they're a good moral person, but I don't see any practical reason of going to church. It makes no sense. I'm a good person outside of church. I don't need church. But the reality is, is like, that's because they didn't see us following Jesus in our life. We just claimed it on Sunday morning. If anybody said, are you a Christian? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I love God. But they didn't see us surrendering our life to him and following after him. And so that's where you're seeing the massive, massive, massive exodus. (laughs) Got a little tongue tied there. Massive exodus of people from the church is because... They never were raised up in a church that actually did what Deuteronomy 6 said of when you lie down, when you rise up, when you walk by the way, where they bound, you know, binded as frontlets between your eyes. Like that right there, frontlets between your eyes, that means that every moment of your life, it is right there in front of your face. Sure. Like scripture is there. That's how close it is to you and to your livelihood and to your soul. And therefore... When something happens, I mean, I go back to this all the time, and I think we'll cover it in further chapters, but, you know, when the devil um, tempted Jesus for 40 days in the wilderness, you know, what what was Jesus's defense? It was scripture. You know what I mean? I mean, he's God. I mean, he could have just said, go away and flick them off like a flea. Yeah. But Jesus's defense to the devil in human form was God's written word. And it just simultaneously came to his mind. You know what I mean? He didn't pull out his Bible and start searching through. He just, he had it in him. He hid the word in his heart. That's what scripture says. So as humans, as, you know, non-God figures that can have all knowing things, it is our job to dig into the scripture and hide the word in our heart because when troubles come and they will come, do we know scripture well enough where Yes, we can open this Bible. Yes, we can Google it. I'm not saying I'm against those things. But are we training ourselves to say, these are the promises of God, and they are so close to me that they are frontlets before my eyes. Mm -hmm. And are we showing our kids that as well? Like, hey, this this is hard. This this sucks. I don't understand what's going on, or I caused this situation to happen. But, hey... Daughter of mine, hey, son of mine, I want you to know God is good, and this is how I know he's good, and this is what we're going to focus on. Um, and we've totally missed that for many, many generations in America. Um, yeah. And because of that, the devil is creeping in, and he's stealing, killing, and destroying the younger generations. Um, and so, welcome to war. 
Yeah. Because it truly is war. Yeah. And it takes time. It's not just like, oh, I'm ready. You know, like you've got to be diligent and and reading and in scripture yourself to be able to present that to your kids and walk them alongside with you. And that's going to mean changing, you know, sacrificing being on social media or sacrificing watching part of your ball game or I mean it's gonna take sacrificing things that you love to do or just setting your alarm to get up earlier yeah you know to actually be building relationship with Christ so that you can be the head of your home yeah well and you've said it in our previous podcast but it uh it's so true like as men how many of us will go out into the yard and throw the ball with our kids for hours on end to allow them to figure out how to throw the perfect spiral in football or how to throw the perfect strike in baseball or how to kick the perfect, you know, bender soccer ball. (laughs) I'm not a soccer person. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, to score a goal, we work on those things and, and we enjoy working on those things. Playing video games. Playing video games. Yeah. Yeah. But how much time are we spending with our kids in, in the spiritual growth? Mm -hmm. Are we teaching them what it truly means to, you know, put on put on the belt of truth and put on the you know the the armor of god and and say hey like we're going to go to war and this is how we do it and your attitude towards how you feel about your time with jesus is going to reflect on your kids sure and so is this like a chore you know like oh i i have to do this this week i, I have to mow the lawn i have to do this i got to spend time with god like i got to read my bible if it if if that's your attitude towards it, your kids aren't going to want to do it. They're not going to want to be any part of it. It's just a chore for them. No. Like it's not something to look forward to. So, um, like I'm going to encourage y'all to make it something you're excited about and make it something that you know you're building relationship with your heavenly Father, your your Creator, and hopefully the person, the the being you're going to spend eternity with. Yeah. And so like. It's kind of big to well and, and you bring up a good point like I think it says that you know our Heavenly Father uh, is the groom and we are his bridegroom yeah um, and so I think about going on dates with you like when we first started dating like can you imagine if if like we were gonna go on a date and I was like ah, <laughs> I guess I have to you know what I mean no like I look forward to spending quality time with you to get to know you yeah i hope you did the same with me absolutely especially so when you think about it like like uh, the one that surrendered his life for us mm-hmm. and loves us like, more than we can comprehend yes are we are we excited to go spend time with him mm-hmm. and do we love him to that degree and if we don't you know I, my question is are you truly one of his children are you truly inside the church and think about how that makes him feel like every time you sit down with the bible like oh okay here i'm doing my five minutes now of devotion time which i will ah. tell you this you are right but i will tell you this we've been married almost 11 years now yeah there are days that you and i wake up oh yeah and we're like oh (laughs) i'm sure there's days where you roll over and you look at me and you're like just go to work already (laughs) No. You just need to get out of here. Um, right. You know, so there are days that are going to be a struggle. That's sure. That's relationship. Um, but not saying that there's not a day. And so when there are days of struggle, that's not an excuse to say, don't 
don't dive in to learn oh, sure. learn who God is more. Yeah. Um, that's even more of a reason to dive in. Um, and, you know, yes, our kids need to see us loving the Lord and happily going to his throne and saying, Lord, who are you? Tell me who you are. Show me who you are. Let me hear your word. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the days that don't make sense to do it uh, is where I think makes even more sense to our kids of like, well, I could tell that they didn't want to do it, but they still did it. Yeah. Um, well, so. and I, I feel like a lot of my bitterness today comes from like kind of like I, I feel with you like I miss going on dates they happen mm-hmm. very far and few between anymore with three young kids and living 30 minutes from town like it's too expensive to go out onto dates and um and so I feel that way with Jesus too because I don't get I don't get to spend a whole lot of authentic quiet time with Jesus yeah. with three kids like it's even it's if I set my alarm and get up early like the little one who happens to bed share with us realizes I'm gone. And just like right now, I think she's ready for us to end the podcast. Well, (laughs) I I think we're coming to an end. Um, So uh, here's my challenge, men, husbands, and fathers. uh, And if you're a female listening to this, thank you for listening. But um, the truth of the matter is we are in a war. This is a great father's day gift, by the way. The the book, the the book, yeah. Hands of a warrior to all the ladies Um, and and men out there. But we are in a war and it's a spiritual war. And if we are going to protect our family from intruders in the physical realm with everything we have, should we not do more so in the spiritual realms in which that entails the eternity of our children? Um, and so that's my challenge for you guys today. Know that first and foremost, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. And then we are supposed to teach that diligently to our children. Yeah. And it truly is a war. And yes. I will tell you, the further you push into Christ, the more Satan's going to come after you. And so... Absolutely. You know, you're in war whether you want to be in it or not. You can be ignorant to it. That's fine. But your family will perish. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more you push into Christ, the more Satan will come after you. And you're like, well, then why would I want to do that? Because salvation is found in Christ. And that's why we do it yeah. uh, for future generations. So yeah. um, thank you all for listening today. Yep, yep. Uh, stay humble. Stay focused. And keep pressing forward. And we'll see you next time. You can get the hands of a warrior on uh, our website, nimrodoutdoors.com, or on Amazon. Shameless plug. Every time. See ya. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Nimrod Outdoors, find us on Facebook or look us up at nimrodoutdoors.com. We hope you have a great day and we hope to see you next time.